y'all. Welcome to the STD Projects STD Podcast. I'm Janelle Marie Pierce, the founder and executive director of the stdproject.com and the spokesperson for positivesingles.com. And you are listening to our STD Podcast. So today we are talking about just having been diagnosed. If you were recently diagnosed, this is the podcast for you, especially if you were just diagnosed with herpes. This pertains to all STIs and STDs as well. However, herpes in particular, because it's long-term, it carries this immense stigma. It's used as the butt of jokes across all comedy, movies, TV, all of the time. It's the last acceptable way in which you can shame someone. So there we go. It is. It truly is. It's the last thing that people don't comment on or say, wait a minute, that's not appropriate or that's insensitive. Yes, herpes is the last acceptable way in which you can shame someone based on their what you if you want to say that they are trashy and slutty and dirty or promiscuous or a cheater or undesirable, damaged goods, all of these things are used when people are talking about having an STI or STD and especially herpes because it's like the punchline all the time. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for herpes. Herpes is the glitter of STDs. That shit sticks around forever and you can never get rid of it. I mean, you've heard it all before and it just gets old. It's no, it's no longer clever and it's just repeated and tired. It's low hanging fruit when you're talking about jokes and comedy, especially because most people won't stop the person who is saying those things. They won't cut them off and say, wait a minute, I have herpes or my best friend has herpes or I know someone who does and that's not true or whatever. You know, nobody stops and corrects people lest they get associated with it. I mean, that's how pervasive the stigma is. People are so worried about, well, as soon as I correct someone or say like, hey, that offends me or I just feel like that we could do something else with our jokes and be a little bit more creative and unique. If you do that, then immediately people automatically assume you've had some sort of experience with herpes or an STI, any other STI or STD. So it's still used all the time as a butt of jokes. And so then when you're recently diagnosed, it's like all of those things you've heard since you were an adolescent, since you were a young adult, since you were in sex ed classes in seventh and eighth grade. And as you were starting to like go out and party and be out in the scene and just dating in college and whatever, those all come flooding back in. Like this is what everyone thinks about people who have STIs and STDs. This is what everyone thinks about people who contract herpes. And I never thought that this would be me. I never thought that I would be the person who has herpes. Like I wasn't sleeping with the kind of people who have herpes. I'm not the kind of person who gets herpes, whatever that means. I mean, all of this stuff comes piling at you. And then you look online for resources and some of the resources are super depressing. They're like are coming out for the first time on social media and so you see their very emotional sob story and that's while that's actually really helpful because it helps people to know that they're not alone and other people do have this very highly emotional experience and this kind of trauma associated with this diagnosis and trying to share it with others that's not how it is forever right so that's why i wanted to talk about this today because i have herpes i've had herpes for a long time now 
So it was really hard for me first, admittedly as well. Like I was absolutely a hot mess when I first was disclosing to folks and tears and just blubbery. I mean, super uber emotional. It was traumatic. It was very hard. I did associate all of those stigmas, all of those negative connotations with myself. I did feel like, well, this is what everyone thinks and this must be true. I'm being punished by God for having sex before I was married. It's all a result of my actions and my behaviors, which in some ways, that's true, but it's not necessarily a consequence of bad behavior. So that's the difference. Some of it's just scientific, logical. It's a product of being sexually active humans and adults. So for me, it's no longer like a big deal. Like I tell everybody, I talk about it all the time. I run the STD project. I'm sitting at the bar top half the time and people are like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, I run a website about STDs. And they're like, what? And then they always are like, well, what made you start to do that? Why did you decide to do that? Because I used to be an analyst and an accountant prior to that. I was working for a Striper Corporation in their healthcare division as an analyst before I quit my job and decided I'm going to launch the STD project. And they're like, what, what made you decide to do that? And I'm like, oh, I have herpes. And it's like crickets. You know, everybody stops talking, kind of looks at me like, oh, I've never met anybody who wanted to admit it out in public. We're sitting around a bunch of people at the bar, you know, whatever. And it just elicits the most wonderful conversations. A lot of like educational, thoughtful, usually people have a story to tell me as well. Almost always somebody's like, well, hey, I have a question for you. And a lot of times I get pulled to the side later after sharing these things. People want to ask questions about like, what do you think about butt sex? And what do you think about, I mean, stuff that I'm not necessarily even an expert in, but people want to share whatever they're curious about, what they feel like they don't have an outlet for, what they have these questions and they might feel weird about them, that kind of thing. So that's where I'm going with the idea behind sharing that I have herpes. And I also, so side note is I previously had scabies and HPV. So technically in my lifetime, I've had three STIs that I'm aware of, maybe more, but three at least that I know of um, and one that's incurable and I'll have forever. HPV clears on its own for most people and scabies is treatable and then clears as soon as you get treatment. It's pesky. It's a parasite, little tiny bugs and things under your skin, which is kind of heebie-jeebies and weird and a little gross, to be honest. Nobody likes bugs, but we live like symbiotically with bugs in our eyebrows and things like that. And we don't even think about it. It's just the fact that you can see it and it wasn't a mutually happy relationship biologically. So anyways, yeah, so I've had multiple STDs and like nobody talks about that. Nobody says that out loud. And then immediately people are like, ew, you know, like, did you sleep with a lot of people? And that doesn't matter whether I slept with a lot of people. It goes either way. People can have lots and lots of sex with lots and lots of people and never contract an STI, or you can have sex one time and contract herpes. Just so happens to be a little bit of a luck of the draw, a little bit statistics. Some of it's inevitable. There are 30 plus STIs out there and the likelihood that you are going to contract an infection once you become sexually active is higher than the likelihood that you're not going to. So, but we just don't talk about it in that kind of way. And initially it's, you're scared. You don't know what to do. And I want to read, I just received so instead of actually paraphrasing for you and how you might be feeling, because everyone feels a little different after a diagnosis, but the point with this whole podcast today is to talk about like there is a flip side and eventually you won't actually care. Not really. If you have a long-term permanent infection, sometimes if you can, if you have symptoms, like the symptoms are obnoxious, they're pesky and like you'd prefer not to have them at all. And that's how I feel about herpes outbreaks. I mean, I still try and reduce them 
and I don't enjoy them, but that is basically the extent of where it goes. The rest to me is irrelevant and I just don't care. Say what you will about somebody with herpes, call me a whore, a slut, trashy, whatever. That's just not how I define myself anymore because I'm not embodying that stigma. I don't believe that about myself. And really I am the judge of how I want to feel about myself every given day. And so that's what I'd like to like put out into the world and give to you is like, there will be some hope and some positivity. In the meantime, you may be feeling like this. So let me read a message I just received from a reader. And that was this week. That's what kind of inspired this whole podcast. This person says, Janelle, how does someone accept having an incurable infection like this? Yeah, he's talking about herpes in this message. And initially the answer to that is you don't right away. Um, you're in denial. It is shameful, or at least you've taught that it should be shameful. It is hard to accept because you never expected you to be in that position. Like you didn't feel like that was ever you. I never, I felt the same way. I was like, no, I'm not sleeping with those kinds of people, these dirty people or whoever they are and whatever that means. It's so subjective and mostly inaccurate and doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's truly what I thought. I mean, some of that's just plain ignorance. It's not stupidity, right? Stupidity is not knowing, not having the ability to know and understand at all. Ignorance is just not knowing at that time with the ability to grow and learn. And Okay, so he continues, it has been about a month since I have known and I have been nothing but depressed. And that's understandable. It's okay to be depressed. Beating yourself up for feeling shitty about it is probably not going to do you any good. I feel like it's all right to embrace it to be, to like sit in that frustration and that shame, that depression, that anxiety and fear, sit in it for a moment. Acknowledge that that's how you feel and that this is where you're at at this time because later when you're someplace else, you'll be able to look back and be like really solid. Like I was in such a place and I was like all up in the feels, you know, in, in, a, in a really awful way. And then now I feel so different and what a beautiful thing that is, right? So it's okay to be there and it's okay. I mean, you aren't crappy for feeling crappy. We get this idea with social media that we should always be happy all of the time. Everybody's having these just wonderful lives. They're living their best life all the time. I even have a tank top that says living my best life. And I mean, some of it's positive and wishful thinking, but some days I just feel crappy no matter what. And it's not to do with having herpes. It's just like life and things and whatever. All right. So he goes on to say, I've barely been able to get out of bed most days. And I have quite often thought about suicide. So this will be a whole nother podcast talking about herpes and suicide and the thought process behind that, provide some additional links and stuff like that. So I'm going to sidestep that part of this for right now, but it's okay to feel that desperate and alone, but you aren't. You absolutely are not alone. There are so many people. Well, there are a few of us now, I guess I shouldn't say so many, there should be so many more who are out and talking about living with herpes, living with an STI, whether it's herpes or any other STI, HIV, there's all sorts of advocates talking about their life experience living with HIV, um, so on and so forth. Other infections as well, HPV too. So you really truly are not alone, but it's okay that you feel that way right now. Just don't allow yourself to stay there. Know that there are other people. And if my message, what I'm saying right now and the way in which I'm saying it and 
my personality and whatever doesn't resonate with you, that's cool. There are other advocates. There are other people saying similar things in just a different way and sharing their story and their their perspective, their angle and whatever. So seek them out. And I'm also going to share a bunch of resources and a bunch of links to additional advocates as well. So hang tight with that. Okay. And let me finish with this message. I just want my old life back. I feel like I can't tell anyone about this and I don't know how I will be able to find someone who is accepting of this condition. You won't ever be the same as you were before you were diagnosed. So, and, and the reason I'm reading this is because I feel like a lot of people, I get these kinds of messages almost verbatim all of the time. And I felt this way almost verbatim years and years ago. It's been a long time. So it's hard for me to recollect that in the same way. So I think it helps to like hear that this is somebody else's perspective right now. Literally this week, I got sent this message and you won't ever be the same. You can't ever go back, but that's good, right? Why do we ever want to go backwards entirely? There might've been a good time and a good memory, but you, every single day you learn something new. Every single day you grow more, you gain more empathy, you're more educated, you're more experienced. You're just more aware. All of those things are positive. Even though this experience really sucks right now, there's so much to gain from it. And I know that when you're feeling really crappy, it's obnoxious a little bit. But, but I truly mean that like there is still you don't really truly want to go back to the day the day before and where you were before because you will have missed whatever you've gained in that in that meantime and we want to continue to be better if we stop growing we might as well start dying there's just no point so let's continue to grow right and you will find someone you don't know how you'll be able to find someone who is accepting of this condition there are so many people who are most people don't really care I mean you will experience rejection or it's possible that you'll experience rejection and that sucks that's a whole nother video. My goodness, whole nother podcast. However, it, there are tons of people who it will be irrelevant to the people who are really interested in pursuing a relationship with you and who really care about you for you. That's who is going to matter. Okay. So I always assumed I would get married and have kids. And this just puts such a roadblock in front of all that. And I'm worried I will never have another relationship or sex ever again. It's okay to be worried about that. And I understand that's exactly what I thought as soon as I was diagnosed. I like cried and sobbed that to my mom in the car. I, nobody will ever love me again. Nobody will ever want me. And none of that was actually true. Almost every single person I've ever been with has not had a single issue with me having herpes whatsoever. And like I said, I've contracted other STIs and just most people really don't give an F to be honest and you will you can get married you can have kids all of those things it's not as much as a, of a roadblock as you think it is right now and it's up to you a little bit of how much you want to make it a pause how long of a pause you want it to have in your life how much you want it to deter you um, and it's okay if it does for a little bit, like don't beat yourself up about that. But after a little while, it's up to you to move forward or to try your best and to kind of put yourself out there and to risk that rejection. And what you're talking about when you send this kind of message and when you're feeling this kind of way is the fear of that rejection. And the thing is, is we get rejected for any manner of things all the time and we rarely get to know why. This is one instance where you actually know the specific reason and it has nothing to do with you actually as a person. So that's actually kind of cool. But I know, again, like it's not that wonderful to hear right now because you're feeling crappy and that's okay too. So let's continue. I'm going through my second outbreak. I'm concerned I will always... I will always have this reoccur, though I've read some people stop getting outbreaks after a while. Everybody's different. Your body's different. What treatment you use, what kind of foods you eat, what kind of health you're in, just all of your biology, which infection you have, where it's located, all of that can play a part into how many outbreaks you get, how frequently, and how severe they are. 
So there's no rhyme or reason and you're just going to have to figure it out. But even if you got outbreaks all the time like I do, and now I get them a little less frequently because I am on preventative meds and things like that. Even so, you can still have tons and tons of sex. You can get married. You can have children. I mean, you can do all the things. I assure you, I promise. So lastly, he says, I just want to go back to enjoying life how I was, but I'm not sure how to get there. I feel like I had my life set up so well to be pretty happy and carefree, and I ruined it by making one stupid decision. You could have made 10 stupid decisions and never contracted herpes. You can make one good decision. You can have sex with somebody and use all of the safer sex practices that are available to you, and you can still contract herpes. So beating yourself up like it's stupid thing, even if you didn't use all of the safer sex methods that are available, I mean, the likelihood of you contracting an infection is so high, we're not normalizing it. We don't talk about it in that way, so that's why it feels like now you are the, you are the culprit and you're at fault, and this is this is a product of you being a bad person. And just none of that is true. I just want you to know whomever you are, wherever you are, having just got diagnosed, like you are not a crap person. There are so many of us who have herpes who are like, yay, I have herpes. Call me a slut. Call me a whore. I don't care. I just don't care anymore. I mean, and that, and that really will be how you feel eventually, I promise. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. Please don't stop. Please don't give up and don't call it quits yet because there's so much more for you. You're still the same person that you were, but enhanced a little bit with more empathy, more education, more awareness already as a result of your experience. And that makes you cooler and more desirable, at least in my mind. And that's, I feel like that's worth something. Uh, this has been a long podcast and some of them are longer, some of them are shorter, but this was important to me to get out. I felt like this person's message to me was so indicative of so many other messages I receive on a constant basis every time someone is newly diagnosed. I felt that way when I was 16 years old. That's been a while now, almost 20 years. So it won't always feel that way. It won't take 20 years to not feel that way too. It does not have to take that long. That's why the advocates are out there doing this kind of thing like myself. Stick with it. You're going to be okay. I promise you. If you would like to listen to the uncut, unedited version of this and see the video as well, check us out on YouTube, The STD Project. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, send us a comment, let us know what you think. If you have a question, private consultations on the STD Project through the contact form. You can get a private answer from me, or you can send me a random message with a question, and then I may have an opportunity to answer your question on an upcoming podcast and video. So stay tuned. Find us on all of the podcast places. Subscribe. I think it's in, I don't know, it's somewhere in the corner. Do the stuff over here. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and check us out on YouTube thestdproject.com. And if you're interested in dating with an STI, stdpositivesingles.com. All my love to you.